this is T. Hey, T. It's Suzanne Belbanco calling from Catalyst for Payment Forum. How's it going? Hey, good. How are you, Suzanne? I'm doing all right. Thanks for picking up. You know, you and I had a conversation a while ago about some of the challenges you were facing in your role related to the flow of data when it comes to, you know, analytics you're trying to do on the behalf of employers. And I'd love to talk to you more about that today. But before we get into it, I just want you to know there's an audience listening. And if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself, uh, that would be great for them. Okay, fantastic. My name is T. Montavo, and I lead the health analytics practice for Willis Towers Watson for our health and benefits group. So, you know, we were talking about um, some of the frustrations that employers are having when it comes to making sure that data about their employees and their employees' family members, you know, healthcare utilization and services, you know, can pass from one party to another easily on their behalf when they're trying to understand what's happening uh, to their population, what their population's needs are, whether strategies are working, things like that. So as background on that, you know, type of discussion, what are the kinds of data that employers and other healthcare purchasers should be looking at on a regular basis if they want to be as informed as they should be and develop really strong strategies. So, you know, before we get into the flow from one place to another, what are the different types of data that they need to look at? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think at a minimum, as a starting point, it should be medical and pharmacy. And that may be challenged with, well, the carriers have the medical and pharmacy reporting that comes out. When you're talking about optimizing the use of data for strategic purposes, for insights and actions by the employer, being able to drill down into that medical and pharmacy data is where it becomes very valuable. So I would say that's a starting point. But now what we're really seeing is a need and a proliferation of point solution data. And now it's taking that medical pharmacy and point solution data and integrating it to really uh, showcase what's happening uh, with the population. So when it comes to point solutions, can you describe uh, to the audience what, what's meant by that in case people aren't familiar with that term? Sure. Point solutions, you know, they cover the span of uh, vendor programs that may be condition-specific. Um, a few examples would be some diabetes-specific programs through third-party vendors, and they could also be more about navigation and steerage, such as some of the navigation vendors that are out there. But there's an array of point solutions, and I would say on the marketplace, there are hundreds of them, and employers, they have a number of them embedded within their benefit plan offerings, typically. Mm-hmm. And so what, what are the problems that employers are encountering when it comes to integrating the data you know, across these sources so that they can have a more complete picture of what's going on? Yeah, I would say the biggest challenge from the onset is just the acquisition of data, right? It is quite an onerous process to acquire the data uh, from the medical carriers or the PBM. Um, It does require some legal agreements. These things stretch for several months most of the time. But once you pass that process, where it does get very sticky is what's in the data. So sometimes the data may not be consistent, even within the same source of data um, that's providing it. So there's the inconsistency of data, there's the masking of data, and there's also the limitations set by the the source of the data um, in terms of how the data can be used, linked together, shown in a report, 
So those become some uh, real challenges in terms of how employers can use the data. But it doesn't mean that they're insurmountable challenges, but they do exist, and it does take some, it does take some time to get through those. So when an employer can pull all these pieces together, what are some of the good things that they can achieve as a result? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have countless stories of that, right? I've been doing this work for about eight or nine years now. When we're able to pull together the medical, pharmacy, looking at point solutions, sometimes looking at disability data, the story really comes alive in terms of what's happening with the population, where there may be opportunities, where things are working well. And the ways in which I've seen employers apply this in terms of their strategies is it helps to set one, you know, their direction for their strategy. What conditions should they focus on? And where will they be most successful in terms of making some movement because there's enough prevalence or cost and need in that area? That's one way. The other way is when we have all that data together, being able to check on performance, course correct if needed, or expand if needed. If something is going very well based on what the data is showing, those are just such key data points that employers need in order to really optimize the benefits that they're offering to their employees and to ensure that population health, which is the goal, right? It's improvements of population health um, overall that, that we're moving in the right direction. So can you describe, you know, obviously employers hire Willis Towers Watson or, you know, the other benefits consulting firms that you guys compete with to help them, you know, look at these data and understand what's going on. What are some of the hoops that Willis Towers Watson has to jump through in order to help them do this? Yeah, and, and I think that goes back to the pain points, right? So the hoops that really come about will be just acquiring the data, going through those the steps necessary for the legal agreement. And I don't think that's an unnecessary step by any means, but it is a time frame that has to happen and it takes several months. Once that does happen though, the main hoop that's difficult to get through, but again, not insurmountable, is making sure that the data is full, right? So it has the fullness of the insights needed in terms of the financials, the provider specialty as an example, the diagnosis codes, that there's no masking of the data, those things are really key, but they're not always happening. So when it's not happening, that's when it requires several discussions back and forth about, you know, why can't we get it? Can we get it like this? How can we use it? And there are limitations in how we can use data in some instances. So those are certainly hoops that we need to get through. And then sometimes, because of where we land, it may just be what we have to accept and how we have to work around the data that we have at hand with us, making sure that we're within the confines of the agreed-upon agreement for the data use. So, I mean, if I take a step back, you know, let's say I'm a lay person listening to this conversation. I'm not enmeshed in, you know, dynamics in the healthcare marketplace. This might sound ridiculous to me. You know, if I'm thinking about, okay, an employer is paying for this healthcare this is about their employees and about how the employer is spending, you know, the employee's compensation, if you will, because what doesn't go into healthcare is what's left for wages. And, and yet I have restrictions somehow on what I'm allowed to know or, or how I'm allowed to use these data. What is at the root of this? Why do stakeholders in healthcare make it so difficult? Right. And Suzanne, I would say 
you don't even need to be a layperson to feel that frustration, right, in, in terms of the limitations on data use. I think we're all feeling it in the industry. And, and what I failed to probably point out is the data use we are all in agreement about is making sure that the data that is used is de-identified. So there's no PHI, PII that's put out there in the reporting. It's aggregate and it's blinded. But then the limitations are still set upon us. Now, the root of that, I would say that we've heard consistently is one, the carriers do not want us to back into their discounts, right? So providing us with the financials on the claim data, there's the worry that we can back into discounts, which, you know, once we assure that that's not the purpose, that's not what we're doing, sometimes it delays that concern. Sometimes it still does not. um, And we still have limitations on the financial data that will come through to us. The other piece besides just the discount is steerage. Um, We've heard that there's a concern that by looking at data, we may be looking to steer individuals outside of a carrier's network. Now, that steerage outside of the network, by all means, is not the goal of the analytics. The goal of being able to look at the data is to, again, understand where there may be opportunities. And sometimes those opportunities may be about getting these individuals to the right providers with the right quality in the right setting, right? But if we, if the data is masked in ways that we can't even identify if those are opportunities, that becomes a real challenge. And that's, that is what we are facing in some instances today. Yeah, I mean, speaking on behalf of CPR members, they tend to be very progressive, innovative purchasers, and they're the ones who are very well educated about the variation in prices and variation in quality, and they're figuring out strategies, you know, to use where they can really hone in on how to connect their health plan members with the right provider, just like you were describing. And so it feels like with that trend going in that direction and data restrictions seeming to you know, either hold steady or get worse, we're heading for you know, some tension here. So you know, what needs to improve to, or change so that the data ecosystem can work better on behalf of employer-sponsored you know, healthcare? Because you know, still a huge number of Americans are getting our healthcare this way. Yeah, agree. Um, I would go back to those pain points, right? What needs to change is the listing of these limitations that inhibit these views. Again, aggregate views of where there may be opportunities. Are there opportunities to steer to a quality facility, a quality provider down the street within a, you know, within a certain mile radius? If we can't do that with the data, then we're not serving the interest of our employers and their employees in getting them the health care that they need and deserve, right? But right now, with these limitations in place, and it is a discussion almost every time when we're trying to get data um, to remove some type of limitation, it is onerous on the acquisition part. It's onerous on the reporting part because we are sometimes not successful in removing these limitations. So transparency and release of data use would be uh, helpful in this case, extremely helpful. Yeah, I mean, I think what it comes down to is, you know, those of us who've been pushing for transparency for a long time, you know, really first focus on information access for consumers or, you know, employees, health plan members, whatever we want to call the end user. But when it comes down to it, there's a lot else going on in the healthcare system, in particular with employers who are trying to think through their strategies for really maximizing the value of the, you know, their and the employee's healthcare dollar. 
so there's a need for transparency on their behalf too, and you know even on behalf of you know referring physicians and others. So this transparency movement, you know, I think the definition of it's going to continue to broaden, and it's going to take all of us working together to figure out how to make it work best on behalf of those who you know both use and pay for healthcare. So I, I thank you so much, T, for going into all that uh, with me, and you know we'll stay in touch as we both uh, struggle through these issues. So thanks so much for your time. Oh, absolutely. I enjoyed the discussion today.